1: So over the past month, we've been uh, talking about service. Uh, About three Sundays ago, we had a general message on service. Uh, Last Sunday, Zach talked to us about serving our communities. Today, I'm going to talk about serving our church community, serving here in the church. Next Sunday, we'll be talking about serving every day of our life, how our very job can be a a ministry that we're involved in, we'll talk about the the ministry of vocation. But today, we wanna talk about serving here in the church, and that is all about finding your spiritual gift and putting it to use. Now, uh, in the past, I was involved, I was a seminary professor in Columbia, and one of the courses that I taught was spiritual gifts. Taught it every year for 17 years, And it was exciting to see students discover what their spiritual gift was and learn that maybe they were a little bit different than they thought they were, that God had put in them a gift that kind of surprised them. Now, there are four passages in the New Testament that talk about spiritual gift. One in First Peter chapter four. Uh, Karen read for us Ephesians four. There is also a list in 1 Corinthians 12. And here together, just to get started, we're going to read from the book of Romans chapter 12: "Because of the privilege and authority that God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think that you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Self-evaluation, right? Measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. Where many parts of one body And we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it. Gladly. Now I mentioned that we have uh, four lists in the New Testament of gifts. First Peter chapter 4 is very easy. There are gifts of speaking and there are gifts of doing. So he says, uh, in all that you do and say, make sure that you're glorifying God. Paul has three other lists. The list in First Corinthians chapter 12 It's kind of a list of miraculous things. We have there a gift of doing miracles, a gift of prophesying, foretelling the future, a gift of healing. All of those when there's a special need, God may give us one of those gifts. The list in Ephesians chapter four are people, leaders in the church. God has given the church Gifts as people who lead us to do his ministry. And then here in Romans chapter 12, these are kind of personality factors. Uh, Some have a personality, a, a prophetic personality. And Paul says, well, speak out. If you are a teacher by nature. Teach teach well if you're a servant, make sure that you serve well, and on and on and on. In all of Paul's lists, he has one image that he comes back to time and time and time again. The image is the body. And what he says about the body invariably is that the body is composed of different parts. And the body needs all of the parts that it was given. You know, sometimes as Christians, we get the idea that everybody needs to be just like me. But that's not at all what Paul says. He says exactly the opposite. He says that the body is given many different parts. And those different parts are different for a purpose. There is unity in the diversity of the parts of the body. We are created differently and then called to be one. That's our task. To find out how God has created us. To do that within the body which will bring us all together in unity. There are three things in that image that we see. First of all, we are all different and that's okay. We're different. We don't have to be the same. In fact, we should not be the same. God has created each one of us uniquely. And within that unique ability that God has given us, we find fulfillment. We're different, and that's okay. Secondly, the fact that we're different means that we need each other. The different parts of the body function and have very specific functions. And each one of those parts is needed. Paul goes on to make the point that sometimes we decorate the less important parts of the body. Each one of you, preparing to come here this morning, stood in front of a mirror and you spent a lot of time maybe on your hair. I know I did. (laughs) Why'd you laugh? (laughs) But you don't need hair to survive. I've gotta be careful where I look right now. (laughs) Hair is not necessary for the survival of the body. And yet we spend time decorating it. Sometimes it's like that in the church too. The less um, uh, important parts, to put it that way, are the parts that we really spend a lot of time talking about. But simple things like Paul mentions here, the gift of service, You know, if we came to church and there were trash on the floor and dust on the seats and and we all had to get out a brush and clean the dust off the seats, it would impact us. Sometimes we don't know the amount of time that it takes to prepare this sanctuary for a Sunday morning. And yet, we don't spend a lot of time talking about that, do we? We need Each other, and sometimes the most important things that we need are not the things that really grab our attention. We're different from each other, and that's okay. We need each other, and thirdly, our community needs all of us. You know, if we wake up on a Sunday morning and we we make the decision, yeah, I'm gonna sleep in today. I can can watch online. Yeah. We can. But in coming together, we have a chance to interact. To challenge each other. It could be that I have the gift of encouragement. And we come together on Sunday morning and I get a chance to encourage someone else. If I had stayed at home they might not have received that encouragement. It might have impacted their week. You see, sometimes when we make the choice to stay at home and not go to church, or we make the choice to simply not engage in the gift that God has given us, it's not just us who suffers, it's the body who suffers. That person needed my encouragement, and I chose not to give it to them. They suffer. We're all different, and that's okay. We need each other, and our community needs all of us. Now, if you're not quite sure what your gift is, uh, we do have a class up on the website. It's at becomehope.com events. The course is called Spiritual Gifts in You. It's a a 14-day journey. Some of the days there's a 15-minute video to watch, something to read, something to fill out. Some of the days is just a five-minute video, a reflection time. Think about this, pray about this. The goal is that at the end of the 14 days, you'll know what your gift is. You'll know, uh, at least have a good idea of how, you can be engaged. So let's talk about that just a little bit. How can you become engaged in using your gift? We've prepared for you this morning a handout, and that handout is in the foyer. Uh, You can look on it there at the corner of the hospitality desk. Pick it up, and it says, Opportunities to Serve. And it's just some of the ways that we can become involved in serving here at New Hope. Bake some cookies. You could chaperone a field trip. You could chaperone kids' activities. Some of these are not weekly, although if you would like to bring me a plate of cookies weekly, I, I would not turn them away. Some of them are infrequent, but they're definitely needs. Child care clean, you could cook, you could dance, and teach children to dance. You could drive a small bus. Now don't worry, you don't need a CDL license. Our buses are 14 passengers, and you can drive that with your normal driver's license. We do prefer for you to have a driver's license though, (laughs) to drive those. You could get an exercise or walking program Lead one or just participate in one. Face painting, food pantry, distributions. You could be a guest speaker. You could help organize. You could help in a sound booth. I didn't put those exclamation points there. But it's important, you could hold a baby. You could lead a Bible study or lead Bible time at Children of Hope. You could mentor a refugee family. You could mentor and lead an identity group or mentor and lead an infused group. You could mow the lawn. You could help us garden. Nancy Craig stopped me after the first service and said, I don't have anybody helping me to garden right now. You could garden and help beautify the outside of the church. Organize games, paint, play drums. You could play an instrument. You could play the mandolin, all in your mind. You could play with toddlers. You could provide a meal. We've done that in the past for the fire station. We'll be doing it for other uh, local uh, community uh, um entities here in the near future. You could read stories at Children of Hope. You could run the soundboard or sing. You could start a small group, teach or assist preschoolers, teach or assist elementary school, uh, elementary age kids, teacher lead crafts. Teach ESL or just be willing to talk to someone who is learning English as a second language. You could tutor an elementary school child. The point is there are so many different things that you could do. The issue is not that there are one or two things and if you can't do that then we don't need you. The issue is there are many different opportunities and more this list is not exhaustive. If you have a special skill or ability, Let us know what it is. We'll help you find a way to use that in ministry. So if we use our gift, let's play a little game here. If we use our gift, what's the best that could happen? Well, you know, Karen read scripture for us this morning out of Ephesians chapter 4 and in Ephesians 4 Paul goes into detail on what might happen if God's people use their gifts God's people would do his work that's the interesting thing about Ephesians 4 God gives the church leaders and the task of the leaders is not to do his ministry The task of the leaders is to equip us to go and do his ministry. So God's people start to do his work. They build up the church. In that way, we come to a unity in the faith. And we become mature in the Lord. We'll be more like Christ and the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's a pretty cool list. If we use our gifts, these are things that will happen. But the interesting thing is it's not just one direction. It's not only that the church benefits when we exercise our gift. We also benefit. Jason Kemp, interviewed Brian June about a week ago. Here's that interview.
0: Hey, New Hope. Good morning. Welcome. Glad uh, you're tuning in with us this morning. Um, We're here in the New Hope uh, podcast studio where uh, the Salty Saints and Let's Find Out Together happen. Uh, Zach and Randy do this weekly. We've got some other plans for the the studio and the uncommons and things like that down the road, but this morning um, we're going to be interviewing with Brian June. Uh, this is Brian June. Some of you may know him uh, because he was the uh, chairman of council a couple of years back and uh, gave some great leadership to to us through uh, through that role, uh, serving on council. Um, but many of you may know Brian because he is downstairs in the Kid Men ministry for. Quite a few years. I mean you and you and your wife Debbie um, you guys came to New Hope a little over ten years ago yep. and Noah and Dory were just little tots, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, Noah's elementary and Dory was preschool age at the time.
0: Yeah, so you guys have been a part of New Hope for well over ten years. Mm-hmm. And you kinda got pulled into Kidman ministry not long after you got here, right? Yeah. How did we, that happen?
2: We we kind of full time came to New Hope after spring break. Uh, when Noah was in early elementary, during preschool, and kids right away started into kidmen and Noah was going to elementary, and it hit the summer when they looked for volunteers to help because the the regular regular people would, mm-hmm. would go off and have the summer off, and they were looking for some help through the summer, and uh, Cindy Bauer said, anybody have parents who might want to help? And Noah said, my dad, and so, <laughs> Uh,
0: Thank you, what, Noah. We yeah,
2: appreciate that. Went, went to pick him up, and Cindy goes, So, Noah said you might want to help. You did some of yeah. this at your old church. And I'm like, Sure. sure. <laughs> you know, I thought <laughs> help over the summer and do right. a one or two days here or there. Why not? Right, sure. Right. It, it's good to do and nice to help. Happy to do it, but mm-hmm. never imagined it would kind of roll on to something bigger over time.
0: Right, right. And they kind of, you kind of, fell in love with it, you ended up starting doing more different roles within the Kidman ministry. But one of the things that I think is fascinating is that back then, um, I say back then like it was forever ago, but (laughs) uh, uh, you know, back then uh, you were a younger Christian at the time that you started serving in Kidman. And so how... How has serving helped you along in your spiritual journey and your discipleship?
2: Yeah, I I didn't go to churches as as an elementary kid. So I didn't have the opportunity to hear all of those stories from an elementary point of view, the the new Christian learning point of view. So I had the opportunity when I was working there and when I was started to be the the teacher, leader up front Mm -hmm. during Sundays is I would learn a lot biblically as I was starting to learn it, to teach it.
0: We get into service because we think we want, I mean, we want to help people. Mm-hmm. We want to help them grow in the Lord yep. and, and things like that. But um, we also find benefit yes. when we serve. Now, what what is maybe one of the most unexpected benefits of jumping into Kid Men that, that you found over the years? Uh,
2: besides my own learning, which we talked about, mm-hmm. um, I think... It's really the connections in even with the kids and seeing their growth and the things that they would question or they would do and they would learn I think it it surprised me on the fact of what they really were and what they could be and seeing those same kids in middle school with Wired to Serve and high school with stars um, and seeing all of the things, and even now we've, we've seen some that have gone off on missions and things that, mm-hmm. that went through during some of the time I was in elementary and to see that growth in those kids was, was really an amazing thing. I mean, you're
0: playing a part of the spiritual legacy of, mm-hmm. you've, you've brought Christ into one generation who is now leading the next yep. generation, who will be leading the next generation. And Absolutely, it's a beautiful role that, that we get to play as part of the church. So if you had one opportunity left, one Sunday left to serve in Kid Men, what is the one thing that you would absolutely want all of those elementary kids to walk away with?
2: I think that the thing that was great through so many of the lessons that the the leader of, of Kid Men got to do was so much was based around love, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching, they are loved. And, it, and it's the biblical love with Jesus and God loving them and, and then everybody in the room with their arms open wide around them as well and to show that and then their parents coming down and them talking about the you know so you saw how love really snowballs on itself that I think that's got to be the lesson that you want to show is love absolutely you just have it and you roll it forward and then you see those kids show it forward.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. If um, there's somebody watching who is wondering, you know, I, I feel like maybe I should do something, serve, do something in the church or something like that. What what would you say to them if they're kind of teetering on the fence a little bit? Try it. I mean, Just I, jump in and try. D-
2: and, and, but don't and you're not. And when you jump in, you're not jumping in to be like, I've committed to this for the next ten years, or I'm going to be up front leading, a teaching. There's so many things that this church has behind the scenes in front of the scenes on a Sunday not on a Sunday and you're gonna find something that match that matches you no matter what everyone's gonna find something in the church that works and it might not be the first time mm-hmm. it might not be the second time might not be the third time but give that a chance give it an opportunity and try it.
0: Absolutely I agree. Well this is Brian June thank you for sharing your time with us sharing part of your story. Yes. And um, I don't know if you picked up on it, but uh, we'd love for you to be a part of the snowball of love, right? There it is. There it is. <laughs> You'll have a good morning. We'll see you
1: later. Thanks. Thanks, Brad. So we not only bless others, we end up being blessed ourselves. Isn't that cool? Just two things I want to say about uh, these opportunities. First of all, if you didn't pick it up, this is not necessarily, if, if you can't do it every week, that's okay. That's okay. Some of the opportunities are weekly. Some of the opportunities are uh, periodic. Some of them are one-offs. We might need you for this and, and might not need you again for six months. So let us know what you would like to do. We can find a way to use you. The second thing that I wanna say is this is not a secret attempt to try to fill spots that we have. We currently have all the nursery, preschool, elementary, middle school, and and youth leaders that we need. This is not about being able to supply them, it's about you. You need to serve. You need to get engaged. You benefit. When this happens, and we want you to have that benefit. So, what are the next steps? You can go online to the website, becomehope.com/slash/serve, and sign up there. You can just call one of us, and we'll let you know you can pick up the handout that we have at the hospitality desk, circle a couple of them, circle a couple of them, sign your name, put it in a drop box, or, or hand it to me. We want you to get involved. All that we're saying is to be Jesus in every corner of our world We need to find our gift, and we need to use our gift. So what if we try that, and it doesn't work out? What's the worst that could happen if we try to use a gift, and it doesn't work out right? Well, we find out that our gift is not We think our gift is uh, leading, and so we offer to lead a small group, and it doesn't work out well. What happens? We find out that our gift might not be leading, but God's people do his work. They build up the church. We come to unity in the faith. We're mature in the Lord. We become more like Christ, and the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. For the worst that could happen, that doesn't sound too bad, does it? We're able to check off something and say, okay, that's not it. And we go on to something else. But good things still happen. We bless others and we are blessed. All we're saying, find your gift. Use your gift.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the New Hope Church podcast.